Hi, I'm Scott Borland, and you're listening to Cygnus Perspectives, a regular podcast that offers up leadership and strategy insights for your business success. This month's edition is titled The Fantasy of Strengths, and it's all about how best to leverage the feedback you receive on both your strengths and weaknesses. So how is it that a strengths-based approach to leadership development and coaching can indeed become a liability? Earlier this month, I was chatting with a seasoned CFO about the narrative 360 feedback results from one of her direct reports. She insisted that follow-up action should focus exclusively on leveraging strengths identified from the feedback, not on the few imperfections, as she called them. Well, there's definitely merit to leveraging strengths. Failing to address pivotal weaknesses has potential for significant personal, professional, and organizational downsides, to put it mildly. As many of you know, the strengths-based approach first appeared in the mid-1990s in the social work field, but quickly migrated to other industries and applications. In 1999, Marcus Buckingham and Kurt Kaufman introduced the approach to the business world in their bestseller, First Break All the Rules. This was followed soon after in 2001 by another, even more popular bestseller authored by Buckingham and Donald Clifton titled, Now Discover Your Strengths. The strengths-based approach had been adopted and soon became an enduring phenomenon, some would even say cult, within the business world. This stop worrying about your shortcomings and focus on building your strengths has its merits. Encouraging people to enhance key competencies that they've already possessed makes sense. Those attributes have proven to enable success. In addition, giving feedback on what's strong is much easier than identifying key shortfalls. However, relying only on your current repertoire of strengths will definitely be limiting in terms of greater levels of success and bigger opportunities for the future. Leaders, just like anyone in a craft, trade, or profession, can gain big advantages by improving on their soft spots. Avoiding dealing directly with the potholes in someone's leadership behavior creates impairments that can impact both short and longer term personal performance, as well as that of the team in the broader organization. Here are some specific questions on how best to leverage feedback that you receive on both your strengths and your weaknesses. Question one, is this feedback meaningful? Gauge the relevance of the feedback you receive. Don't respond immediately or take action until you've done so. Firstly, decide if this is the perspective of one person and, if so, ensure that they're credible from your perspective. Secondly, ensure that the focus of the feedback is on a relevant, observable behavior, or the absence of one, and not a wishful preference by your feedback provider. Question two, how important is this feedback? Determine the importance of the feedback. Is it of an urgent nature, or is it something that can be deferred? Then ask yourself how significant a difference it will make to you, your team members, and your organization both in the short and longer term. If it's important, move forward. However, if it's of minimal impact, set it aside. Question three, do I have the capacity to respond? Given everything that's going on in your team and organization, decide whether you have the capacity to address the feedback. Whether further leveraging a strength or improving on a weak spot, it takes effort and time to bring about change. Other immediate priorities may take precedence, but don't use other priorities as an excuse to avoid making change if it's really important. Question four, and a very key question, am I motivated and committed to change? At the heart of successful personal growth is a strong inner desire to see different outcomes. In regards to any feedback you receive, determine if you're interested and committing to make the effort and do the work required. If you don't possess the inner motivation, then set in place some kind of external motivation, such as coaching, or alternatively, set aside your change effort for the time being. The fifth and final question is, how will I measure progress and celebrate success? If you've decided to make changes, it's not really enough to simply identify key actions 
you'll take to further leverage a strength or address a weakness. You'll want to gauge progress by establishing some clear measures of success. This will undoubtedly include follow-up feedback from key stakeholders such as your supervisor, trusted peers, or even your team members. Finally, be sure you identify some notable way to celebrate success, particularly one that has taken significant effort and time, either with your feedback providers, trusted colleagues, or team members. In summary, you'll need to take a two-pronged approach to truly improve your leadership effectiveness by leveraging key strengths and addressing relevant weaknesses. Favoring one approach over the other is not an option in today's challenging and rapidly changing workplace. Before you decide to embark on any change effort, determine whether the feedback you receive is meaningful and important, that you have the capacity and motivation to move forward, and have put in place suitable measures to gauge your progress. If you want to explore how best to get meaningful, important, and actionable feedback as a senior leader, don't hesitate to reach out to me at scott at scottborland.ca or 250-882-8830. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found something insightful or useful that you can apply in your world. All the best. I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.